Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, November 9th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Feels nice outside, a little chilly, but not too bad. Going to be a beautiful weather day once it warms up a little bit. And enjoy it, because we only have a few more days of it before the massive cold front of all cold fronts rolls through just in time for UK's game against Vanderbilt on Saturday. Nick Roush, how you doing this morning, buddy? Well, um, I I thought that yesterday was going to be our last show because we were going to win the lottery, but uh, say it ain't so. Here we are, back at the old grind house. Um, this I mean, it's tough getting up and doing the hard labor on the radio, but I guess somebody's got to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, that was just as fishy as all get out. They One place that sold lottery tickets was having like a processing mistake, so they paused the entire lottery, and then the, it really is pretty, it is pretty bizarre. I don't know if people are going to talk about it or not. Maybe everybody's over it since the election already happened. Maybe nobody cared in the first place. But then the official lottery account like tweeted out, no winner, the drawing rolls over to mm-hmm. $2.3 billion, and then that tweet gets deleted, and they say, here are, here are your numbers, check, you check your tickets to see, what, to see what's up. And then they're like, a winner in California. Sure enough, the lottery Powerball headquarters are in California. The whole hmm. thing just kind of stinks to high heaven, if you ask me. Very, very fishy. Don't like it. Uh, there's some corruption amok, 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 amok. I like to think we probably had won until they had to rig the system and let somebody that lives, I think, like outside Pasadena win. So, you know, I mean, we could have used it a little bit more here at the Big X, the Big X boys, as they call us. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am good. Uh, a little tired. I was out way too late last night for my standards. I think I got home around, how oh, was it, 10 till midnight. So not ideal conditions this morning, but I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Excited for uh, hump day. Hump day. 
so were you out were you out partying with the boys last night yeah the the college boys got me out intern jacob and sack pack we uh we met up at a establishment had a couple beers it was a good time we we talked all things krc we talked all things their lives it was it was fun that you talked to all things their lives yeah like we talked about wow. like we talked about like what they're gonna do when they get out of college and all that yeah it was, it was big time that's that sounds really nice where so I've got more questions about it, Roush. Yeah. Like you, you had a, I you, had a too. you had a meet up with intern Jacob and the sack pack. Where did you all go? I don't want to really say the name because they're not a sponsor and they get it's a big big chicken restaurant. They get enough business, so I'm not I'm not going to shout them out. But we we went there. Um, I th- I thought about eating, but instead we just had some drinks. So I think the big chicken place is a sponsor. No, the the biggest chicken place. Where everybody goes to watch sports. Yeah, That's I where that, that, I don't think they are. I, no, uh, they're not. I know where you're talking about. Um, there's three w letters and there's numbers <laughs> in it as well. Uh, um, that's funny that you all would go there just off 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 get go. Secondly, there was no sports on last night. Very little sports on last night. Uh, action. There was action. action and got to watch Bryce Hopkins play some basketball. Uh, totally underrated tweet that I sent out last night. You need to go to my timeline and check out. Devin Askew did a full length of the court shot with about five seconds left on. He was just unaware of the clock and just let it rip. And it was really embarrassing, and it was not good. Um, and it, then, like, it's close, kind of. I mean, from that far out, I guess it was, but like it wasn't close to going in. It hit the backboard, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. I agree. He with shot that. it with four seconds. Yeah, I have no idea what he's doing. And then not to be out outdone or <laughs> Bryce Hopkins does something similar with about two seconds left or three seconds left, and his was nowhere close and nearly almost took out the shot clock, uh, all in just a matter of minutes. So that was funny to, wow. to see. In uh, Providence, they almost uh, they almost lost. Yeah, they were they were fortunate to win. By the way, Bryce Hopkins looked good. Uh, he he's a nice player. He made the right decision to transfer, especially when we're watching UK's team this year and they're just loaded. But gosh, he's going to be fun to watch as he gets better and better because he's so strong and he's like a it's almost like a college four, but plays like a two. Um, or plays like a three, like an attacking three. That first step is really good, and then he's just stronger and can kind of finish at the rim with people, although he needs to have a back-to-the-basket game, which I don't, if he does have one, I don't think I've seen it. Um, he's got to just be able to post up smaller guys. He, sh- he you know, I, I, I talked about Darius Miller yesterday. Here's a Bryce Hopkins breakdown for all the college basketball nerds out there. Uh, he needs to be able, if he's got a smaller defender on him, he needs to be able to go back him down. He's got somebody bigger on him. He can take him off the dribble. And then Noah Locke, the former card, also on Providence team. So uh, I watched I watched pretty much that entire game. The Ryder had a chance to win yeah. down one. This Did you bad. see it? Yeah. yeah. The, in, they, so they got the stop. They only needed a two to be able to win instead of a three to tie after Providence missed a shot. And, man, those lines at the uh, – what do they call it? The dunk? Is yes. That, yeah. The the lines there, they um they get tricky. They get really tricky. Yeah, they he is the rider player kind of dribbling, I don't know, like eight, seven, six seconds left. And then when he starts his attack, trips over his own two feet. 
I mean, so it was it was not dribbling was, on the perimeter, and he's like, "All right, now it's time for me to go. I, I can get by this guy guarding me." But before he can even get to the guy guarding him, he trips over his own feet, fumbles the ball, and uh, the clock eventually just kind of runs mm. out. So, yikes! I'm gonna do something crazy here, and I'm gonna stand up for ask you if you watch the video. It looks like he looks over at the bench. And then he heaves it, and you realize there's a guy down there. So I don't know. Maybe the coach said something like, "Just, just let it rip. Hopefully, we'll get the rebound and stick back up and in." That's that's my hope. I've actually had the idea of like doing similar things to what he what he does, but normally those are just when it's like three seconds left. Just throw it to a bun like a bundle of people and just see if somebody can come down with it or tip it or get fouled or something along those lines. Maybe that's what he was doing. Uh, I, I don't think, but like with five seconds left, he could have gotten, he could have gotten to mid court, past mid court. Yeah. Like I, I would do what he was doing if there was like two seconds left, maybe. But uh, it certainly looked like a shot, though. The but he had the other guy, he he did have the other guy there, kind of like trying to go get the ball, which do the he, NC State thing. Yeah, so maybe maybe you could be right, Scoots. Yeah, the form looked like a shot, but that that guy under the basket just tells me that he was just trying to get it to him in all likelihood. We also had a uh, Coppin State a crazy end. They almost beat Georgetown, which uh, Georgetown basketball, watching them with nobody there, it just it's, – it's weird. It's weird how, how far that program has fallen. But they, they missed a three, and it, like, bounced off the floor a couple times before they got the rebound and hit another three to force overtime. Uh, that was a wild sequence that got things going late. They ended up losing, but um, I, I was bouncing back, back and forth between that and, and a little action on Tuesday night. Um, but I did, we did get distracted because I, I want to know more about the this uh, soiree with the sack pack and intern Jacob. I'm just glad that the sack pack and intern Jacob are friends. If this radio show has done nothing else, it, it some some folks in Lexington are are better. Better acquaintances because of us. We did it, everybody. We did it. Fun fact, they have not hung out since the Youngstown State game. So, maybe not, friends. Yeah, but maybe, oh. they, te- maybe they text. Yeah. Sack, sack, I guess Jake, Jacob was saying last night that he's hit up Sack so many times and Sack's always busy. So, he's got the Scooter Dingus thing going on. Just no time. Here's what needs to happen is Sack needs to get intern Jacob in the spike ball club. Oh, that's true. Although Jacob's about to graduate, so no good. Well, well, you know, it's got a, he's got a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, the Stack Pack started the spike ball team in Lexington, Roush. Uh, oh. It's actually kind of cool. But he a lot of his days are, are filled with playing spike ball. Wow, interesting. I've, um, I'm not entirely sure how to play. I'm assuming it's like almost – uh, like tennis rules or something where you gotta yeah, hit it. Kind of right. volleyball. Think think volleyball. Is that so you get three turns before you yeah. get hit to the other one? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you can pass it to your teammate and so you can like hit it, they can hit it, and then you come down with the spike, and then it, that's like the alternate possession. Then it goes to the other. Once you hit the net, it goes to the other people and they have three hits to get it back to the net. Bada boom, bada big. So, fun gotcha. fact, their fall season is over, and I was asking him about it. He said they're practicing up until Thanksgiving. I was like, why are you practicing if the season's over? He's like, well, we got spring. It's like, oh, my gosh. Drill sergeant. 
<laughs> well, they wanted that. That's how you get better scoots. They were sick of getting embarrassed by uh, which team was it? Like was Cumberland it? or something? Asbury. Asbury. Yeah. Good. good oh good, gosh, good, yeah. Good you can't back. get you can't get beat by Asbury. <laughs> How'd the game at Midway go, Scoots? Oh, it was awesome. NAIA basketball is one one of my favorite things in the world. They have two media timeouts at the twelve minute and the six minute. So game went super fast. I got in there. Or game started at seven. I walked out at like eight forty-five. It was amazing. That is pretty cool. Amazing. And uh, midway basketball better than midway football. So that also made it fun. Wow! Shots fired at midway football. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, gosh, going eight minutes without a TV time or any sort of timeout to start a basketball game. Your your boys be, better be ready to rock and roll yeah. if uh, you, things can get out of hand before <laughs> that first timeout. You look at the scoreboard. You're like, okay, we're down twenty. Not not the start we were looking for. Pretty, pretty much what happened. If we're being honest. Well, uh, you know, one thing about this radio show. <laughs> Always honest. Uh, it's, it's a beacon of truth. Did Mid- Midway won, though? They did. They, beat? Uh, it was, they played Boyce College. Ever heard Boyce? of them? No. The Boyce Where's Bulldogs. You know, I don't even know where they're from. I never I never looked into that. Bad Scoot? broadcasting. That's part of the, yeah, it's part of the broadcasting <laughs> one, two there. Jeez. I, I got the email to do the game at like 10 o'clock on Tuesday night or Monday night. So I didn't have the most prep time to get ready for it. But I still did a good job, I think. I'm sure you did, and glad you got to hang out with some KRC folks and uh, enjoy a little Tuesday evening. I was watching basketball and had the election returns on. Uh, surprising night. It was really kind of bizarre how different parts of the country just, I mean, that's not anything necessarily new, but the I guess the... The enthusiasm was was spread out, and it led to some different results, uh, which were surprising. But election night, not totally determined. Uh, Republicans are going to get the House, the Senate totally up for grabs, although the fact that I think that it may be a split or maybe even go blue is a huge win and a surprise for Democrats. So they're having, a, I think, a better night than people anticipated. Craig Greenberg will be your next mayor in Louisville, as most people expected. I wish him nothing but the best. And then you had your local results, the amendment results in the state, and Rand Paul beat Charles Booker, as everybody anticipated. So, Man, that, uh, that amendment was really long. The first amendment, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It was comically long. Yeah. Um, I mean, it... <laughs> Uh, whenever they said, oh, you got a front and a back, and you're like, what? That might have been the most bubbles we ever needed to fill out. But half of that back sheet was just amendment one. And you're like, I don't really know what this is. Oh, no. None for I you. Think, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of people just are more inclined to vote no when it comes to government things. Um, so both the no's did win. The I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I like that these things go to votes, so I'm 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 happy to, um, I guess follow the will of Kentuckians. What they say goes, and I think more more things, more issues, more stuff should be on the ballot, like things were last night. Yeah. Um. But the the First Amendment was basically just trying to strip more power from the governor. Right. And that they wanted to be able, the legislators wanted to be able to call special sessions. Right. On the one hand, yes. On the one hand, 
I don't I don't want Governor Bashir sending more people to churches, so I don't mind his power kind of being in check. But on the other hand, do we want to get the dorks that don't want sports gambling or casino gambling more power? So it's, right, a, real, right. it's a real catch-22 on that one. Uh, so I, I really didn't care how that one pulled out. And then, the well, maybe poor word choice there, because yeah, then Amendment was... 2, everybody I think was a little bit more familiar with. And I, I was... It was a shocking result, TJ, because for for a variety of reasons, uh, I I think one, uh, I I know abortion wasn't as big of an issue as some people thought it might be nationally, but I thought in a state as conservative as Kentucky has become, and even in a state where like Democrats, uh, probably a significant majority of them are Catholic, like there's a big, strong Catholic population, um, and in general, when you look at how our states legislates, what people can and can't do, um, like we legislate gambling, we legislate no gambling, no weed. Like you would have thought that they would have said no on this, um, like no abortion as well. But uh, it actually was pretty convincing no and not not a, not a yes, not a yes. Yeah. And I, I want, you know, you wonder about messaging with the whole thing. Um, I, I think maybe the fact that it was just so black and white, I think maybe scared some folks. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised. I mean, in Louisville, it was just a absolute bloodbath. I, I was thinking about it. I bet, uh, I bet Greenberg was probably happy that was on the ballot. Probably drove more people out and maybe even more Democrats. Um, but yeah, so so I don't really know where that goes next. I still think Kentucky has like a trigger law in place where I think maybe there's like a eight week ban or something like that. But this was going to kind of be it if this passed, where it was just like none across the board, um, unless of course the mother's life was in danger. But now I don't really know what the what the law is, Roush. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um... Yeah. Uh, the, I, there, there was a couple things where it's just like, okay, so now what? And and that's the the weird thing about elections is it does feel like you get all of this build up and anticipation, and then boom, it happens, and then it's okay, it's we, over, yeah, we move on. And and that's the uh, that's a great part about our country too is uh, for the most part elections happen, uh, winners win, the losers concede, and then you move on uh, without a bunch of. Uh, stuff you can't say that everywhere can't say that everywhere no and that is kind of the funny thing like everybody's so nasty and like the campaign ads and then it's just over and they're like and my opponent ran such a good race so (laughs) so 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 thankful uh for that phone call and we're gonna work together on this um i it was a bad night for donald trump a lot of his endorsed candidates like the the pro trump Folks, they um, did, did. They lost. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't well. do well. He, yeah. uh, I loved his quote where he's like, "Well, if they win, it's my fault. But if they lose, it's not." It's yeah, sure. Good. I mean, that sounds about right. And then Ron DeSantis had probably the win of the night. Uh, Republicans would be it'd, it'd be in their best interest just to make it clear as soon as possible that they don't see Trump as the future of the party and uh, move on from him because he is. He is still very toxic two years later. Very toxic. So there's your politics talk. I know Scoots was loving every bit of it. Uh, We're going to throw it over to him. He's going to tell you about the Indiana results. Indiana, what were they? 
what are we talking about? I was sleeping. Sorry. This is Indiana. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, you know, you're probably not joking about dozing <laughs> off after the Kevin Hart incident. <laughs> That's true. Hey, I, I was able to stay up what last night though because I took a nap yesterday. So that's how that works. That's well. I, that's nice. You found enough time in the middle of the day to take a nap. Us blue collar folks, we're we're <laughs> we're at the office. Hard at it. Hard at work. Uh huh. Yeah. Got a weird yeah, schedule. We don't, we don't get such luxuries. Uh, text on into the Thornton's text line and remember, if you haven't done it already, what has taken you so long? Become a Refresher and Rewards member. And get a free breakfast on Thornton's. Download the app. You will get uh, what? What were the three sandwiches, Scoots? One was the steak burrito that you said was just basically like a twelve ounce steak. Yeah. You so you got the sausage egg and cheese biscuit. You've got a bacon egg and cheese croissant, and then the steak egg and cheese burrito. Yeah. And then you'll get a drink with it. So that's for new Refreshing Rewards member. If you're wondering, wait a minute, I'm a Refreshing Rewards member. Been it for years. What what do I get? You get stuff like every day. That you know your your reward is all the deals that they hand out, all the twenty five percent off, seventy five percent off. It's something different every day on the app. It's it's cool. It tells you the gas prices in your area. We love Thornton's. You will as well. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I think I said today was just going to be like almost a all day text day sort of show. Um, twenty five minutes in, I haven't followed that promise just yet, but. Never too late. Never too late to start next segment. Uh, we only need to maybe talk a little UK news as well. But we'll get to all of it. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on Big X, Hump Day Edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Scooter Dingus. We'll be right back. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. Are you the police? No, ma'am. We're Kentucky Roll Call. We're on a mission from God. Come on. Baby, don't you wanna go? Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, Wednesday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We can get on over to the text line. I know we need to talk UK and nil today. Um, I would say that we have spent a ton of days talking UK and nil over the last two years. Yep. Uh, but uh, don't see it probably stopping anytime soon, if we're being honest. So. We can let the text line get us there, though. The Thornton's yeah. text line. Yeah, I don't know exactly where we left off yesterday. I, I do. Um, it's right before somebody makes fun of the state of Indiana. So that's that's love, love being here for that. Scoots, please explain to me why this happens once a week in southern Indiana. We expect you to know everything about the state. And it's a Google Maps screenshot of just all red on I-64. Yeah, but right it's now. it's by the bridge is – that's what I'm thinking. It's the bridge traffic. I mean, there's bridge traffic every day now that you can only go one lane each way. I mean, that's not that's not the bridge, though. I'll have to look yeah. at it again. I, looks I like it's, it's by a, the bridge. It, it looks like there's a wreck right where that uh, bypass meets 64 before the bridge, like a half mile before it. Mm. That would make sense, too. I mean, you got you got two highways that merge together. What do you want? Probably not less traffic, I think, is what the texture would want. Get get a different schedule. (laughs) 
Camden has been good for football cats. Art Still, Derek Ramsey, and Tough Skin Stevens. Who's Tough Skin Stevens? Anybody there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I, Tough Skin um, Stevens. I think I mistakenly said Derek Ramsey was once from Hopkinsville, though, so my bad. I know I've done that before on this show. Did we ever find out who Tough Skin Stevens is? No, but that's a great name. That that that'd be right up there with uh, Shipwreck Kelly. I don't think. I mean, there's there. UK didn't have a football player named Tough Skins. Let's look him up. Um, huh, interesting. Not seeing any in Google. <laughs> a texture says, "I have to talk to big wigs so that I can continue to listen to your radio show." Thanks. <sighs> I, you can't. I mean, talking to us isn't going to do anything about it. So. I don't know what to, I, I can't fix TuneIn's radio algorithms, believe it or not. It's not something I can do. I wish people weren't having any issues ever listening to our show, but when you do, we do our best to try to fix them. But with the TuneIn radio ads, yeah, you're talking. I, I can't go into TuneIn and fix it. Um, I, 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 that's why I don't really use TuneIn. Well, you don't listen to the Big X. No, I do. I'll use the call-in number. See, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this whole tune-in thing is there are so many other ways to listen to Big X. You can go to the Big X website. There's a couple call-in numbers you can use. Like, it's not it's not just tune-in. We are we're ubiquitous. We're everywhere, y'all. Well, I wonder if we're on uh, iHeart now because you said that iHeart bought tune-in. So. so I don't know if they bought it. I, I looked into it more after the show. They just ha- Tune-in just has, like, you know, they have sports music podcast and then at the top now it just has like iheart too is like one of the options so you can you can go to all these different things and one of the things you can do is iheart radio which like they used to be competitors so i don't know why you'd have a link to go to a competitor but they do um so that's kind of weird I don't know if that has an issue with all of that but we are not if you go to iheart and you look for big x we are still not there I did. I did check that out. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. A texter says on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Seriously, I work from home and listen over the air on Thursday and Friday. I should stop listening on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday because I'm app reliant on those days. This sucks. No, we. I mean, we don't want you to not not listen, but we just can't fix why TuneIn is being so goofy all of a sudden. Maybe try to delete it and uh, like redeleting it. I don't know. That that usually works, right? You you take the the cartridge out, and you blow on it. Sometimes it works. I, we, but I will, we, we just we don't have answers. But I will say that, like like Scoot said, there are other ways to listen. If you need the number, we will be happy to send it over to you. If you need links to other t- places you can listen, then we'll do that. And then, as always, as soon as the show's over, by 9.05, the podcast is out. So, um, again, we want you to be able to listen. We want you to be able to listen whatever's most convenient to you. Keep letting us know, and we'll do what we can. Is it possible that our offensive line is actually pretty talented, but they just can't grasp the outside zone blocking concepts? Uh, no. Uh, uh <laughs> I mean, it's because it's not just that. I mean, they 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 get the running game right some of the time. It's the basic not being able to block a twist and pass pro is just a failure on all parts. 
It just is from the from the offensive line coach down. Like you should just be able to do that. That's what's most frustrating. Um, it's one thing when you have guys who just beat you because they're better than you, uh, but it's another thing when they're running the most basic form of deception. Basic, like, all right, we're going to try to get these guys with the little scheme, and it seemingly works every time. That that that's the part that's that's more disappointing. Who that caps fan tweets into the show and says there was a tough skin Stevens in the seventies with Ramsey and Still. I think his real name was Dave. He was a defensive tackle, if I recall correctly. Huh. Interesting. Great nickname. Put that in the nickname Hall of Fame at UK. It is great. Just imagine like walking around campus and be like, oh my gosh, look, that's tough skins. Yeah, and I wonder how – there has to be a weird way he came up with that name, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, probably they had skin knees a lot, I would guess. Because you, you, you typically call somebody thin-skinned, but you don't hear the opposite very often. I'm guessing he got made fun of all the time, and it just never affected him. He let him bounce right off of him. It was more just he could take scrutiny. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think if he was a defensive tackle, you know, he was just in the dirt a lot. And, you know, he wasn't a – he was he was, tough, he was tough. And uh, I don't I don't know. That's a great nickname, though. If any, More info on Tough Skin Stevens would be appreciated on today's show. The Tough, the tough Skin Stevens show. Jimmy Dykes referenced the middle third on the floor about 20 times last night. That's what the previous texture was talking about. Oh, oh so he just got something in his head. And then yeah, just... I think I do a pretty good job tuning him out. I, you know, like, he, who who was the top, Tom Hart, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I like Jimmy Dykes, and I like Tom Hart, too. Tom Hart, not this need not apply as much to him as it is to Jimmy Dykes. Like, they just need to rotate their broadcaster. I know they do it regionally because it's cheaper and it saves them money. They need to rotate them nationally. I, I, like, I'm just I'm a little over Jimmy Dykes. We've been listening to Jimmy Dykes for a, do UK games for a very long time. Like, I, I just – not that I dislike him. I think he does a fine job. Some, some games better than others. He can get incredibly repetitive. But I just wouldn't mind kind of things moving around, you know? Yeah, just to hear something different, right? Um, yeah, we're getting Dave, that in football yeah. Saturday. We're getting Dave Neal on the broadcast, which he was doing a Mac game last night with uh, Dan Mullen, which that was uh, it was kind of odd. I, did, I just did not anticipate Dave Neal and Dan Mullen on my TV on a Tuesday night for a football game. Yeah, that is kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I like a good. Uh, I like a good uh, steady uh, rotation, steady rotation. Yeah, and Jimmy Dykes too. I'm I'm with you. Like sometimes when he gets, I, you you just have to be able to see the see the basketball through the Dykes. Uh, those are some words. A texter says, "Don't blame me. I voted for Trevor." Oh no, that's always a good. That's a good vote. He has his own uh, little little town area place too. What do you that's, mean? Like he he lives in like a city with a mayor, but it's not really a city. It's like twenty people. I thought you were talking uh, about T Town. Did you catch that yesterday, TJ? T Town. I, I I didn't really know what they were talking about, but I was able to put two and two together. He want he wants to make his own 
community if he wins if he won the lottery yeah he wants to buy one of the ghost towns in in california and just turn it into t-town but i mean he first off there already is a a, t, a place that goes kind of by t-town it's called green bay wisconsin uh so he, he needs to get more original with the name wait why and is green bay t-town title town, heard of- oh, okay okay do you remember the summer that ESPN was like, we're going to decide who Titletown is? Yes. It was, it was like, like 2006 so or something, I would guess, somewhere in that ballpark. And they, they went, went to all, all of the Titletown places. They went to one town in each state that would, like, personify Titletown. Where did they go in Kentucky? Though? I think they went to uh, – they probably went to Danville. Yeah, they went because, somewhere dumb. Because, like, you know, that was when either Boyle County or Danville was always winning states, and they called it Titletown. Scoots, while we read some text messages, see if you can look up ESPN, Title Town, Contest, Every State. That's what I would Google, something along those those lines. Okay. But I'd be curious what Indiana's was, too. Indiana's, I think, was Indianapolis. Oh, it had to be Bloomington. Come on. I mean, definitely, def- definitely not. I'm not talking basketball or football. I'm talking soccer, swimming, diving. Yeah, yeah I think they went to Indianapolis, though. But I could be wrong. Okay. Again, this Let me look it 16 up. years ago. It was a funny ESPN bit, um, like during the summer, and that was back when Sports Center was being watched all the time, and that's yeah. why it's a little, it's a little annoying when it's like, hey, we're gonna have this all access thing, ESPN all access, and they're like, but you gotta watch it on Sports Center. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not tuning in Sports Center to wait for this three minute segment, but uh, they're they're airing those and eventually putting them online. We got one yesterday of Cal talking with Seth Greenberg. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, TJ, but it's just – I mean, it's good that Kentucky is getting some sports center treatment, but, uh, you know, it's it's nothing new for for folks like us who eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff every single day. Like, it's, it's just Cal and Seth Greenberg and then some footage from practice. Yeah, all things considered, I've not seen it, but if I'm being honest, I was planning on watching it a little bit later today, but for whatever it's worth, yeah, it's probably stuff that we've already seen. This next texture, fun, dangerous drinking game idea. Take a shot for every time someone on KRC says all things considered, if I'm being honest, or for whatever it's worth, last man slash woman standing wins. That's pretty uh, – do we say for whatever it's worth a lot? I just used all three in the sentence before. Oh, okay. So, yeah. If I'm being honest, is definitely used a ton. Uh, that's a good – um, I'm trying to put together my thought. So let me fill up a little, like, here's a kind of, we'll stretch it out a little bit, you know? I think um, I'd probably say all things considered more than I should. And maybe I say for whatever it's worth more than I should, but Hey, texter, just, you got to keep us on our toes. Let us know we're saying yep. words too much and we'll do a better job of not saying it except when it comes to scoots. And if I'm being honest, in which case he will continue to say it. Although I've said it once today, just, and if, if you're being honest, if I'm being honest, I've, yeah, I've tried to one. I've tried to eliminate it, but um, so I couldn't find Indiana's, but Louisville was Kentucky's. It was, yeah. yeah that doesn't huh. sound right to me. It was. Maybe they wanted to just go to the Bat Factory or something. I mean, I think they'd probably go to Churchill Downs. Would be my first guess uh, if they're yeah. if they're doing Title Town and they're going to like winning places and whatnot. But that's true. That's true. What do I know? I didn't think it was Louisville off the get go. Definitely so. not going to Freedom Hall or Yum. Hey, oh, the yum wasn't even around then, but yeah, <laughs> not going there. Cardinal Stadium either. Unless the firecrackers are performing. 
because they're champs. A texter says, Luckett had a somewhat ominous tweet about Stoops and Vince offering a kid from Nebraska. I'm looking for that tweet. Um, it was pretty early in the day. Here we go. Um, yeah, he just said, read into it that what you will. Uh, I will say I did do some uh, deep. I was I was in the Nebraska message boards pretty deep yesterday, deeper than I should be in Nebraska message boards, and really everything. Uh, Kentucky, there, there's at least one person that works for the On Three Nebraska site that believes that Stoops will be a top three or four or five candidate, but I feel like if that would happen, it would be kind of a you haven't heard much about him. Then he comes out of left field because like. Even ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, who's their Big Ten reporter and is comes comes with some scoop. He didn't even have Stoops on his big board. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot talked a lot about Stoops lately at Nebraska. So, um, yeah, I would just say that Kentucky's been pretty good at recruiting tight ends lately uh, with Josh Caddis balling out on Saturday, Jordan Dingle being really good. So maybe he must be just that good. Yeah, and – and Luckett's tweet did kind of like allude to, I mean, he said like, make of that what you will, which my initial instinct was just that Roush, like, Oh, they're offering tight end that they think could be a solid player for them or uh, somebody that they want to be recruiting for the next year plus however long maybe it takes. But um, all right, that's good to hear. Uh, good to hear about soups, not going to Nebraska. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Thought Livingston was really impressive as well. Loved his ability to rebound and go, and he took good shots under control. Didn't force anything. Yeah, well said, Texter. I agree mm-hmm. with you on Livingston on Monday night. I still just, I just still am worried that he's going to get lost in the shuffle at some point. But even if he is like the eighth guy coming off the bench, if he can go out there and if he can play well and he stays on the floor, that's fine. Um, I think he'll get his opportunities. It's just sometimes you kind of forget about him. Um, but he, it's not that he plays poorly. I guess maybe he could be a little bit more assertive to be somewhat nitpicky. But he does let the game come to him. He doesn't try to do too much. Uh, he's a pretty skilled player, too. It's just it really is an abundance of riches. I, I don't. I, I, it's too early to call uh, from using some political slang from last night on my overall even expectations for Livingston, but I need to see more games. I need to see him play a little bit more. I'd say right now they're not, not like over the moon on my expectations for him. Like I said, like eighth, ninth guy potentially, but I think he's definitely got the potential to surprise me and maybe even get to, uh, to, to be pushing for starter minutes potentially. I I don't know. It's tough to figure him out. It does feel like there's he is the wildest variance uh, among all these players, but I, I do. To the texter's point, there's nothing worse than a guy out there who just comes in and is immediately trying to steal the show. He 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 flows well um, within the offense and isn't too, you know. To to your point, you might want him to be more assertive later down the stretch, but right now I'm just glad that he's not trying to do it all and be the guy. He he strikes me as somebody who can be successful without having to stuff a stat sheet, which is really important uh, when playing for John Calipari. Yep. Uh, another texter, 502-414-1450, says... Oh, just to interrupt real quick, who that cat's in said, did the caller also, the texter also have to be fair with his drinking game? 
Hey, we've gotten better about that, Hudak Cats fan. Uh, another texture says, there was a couple instances of a two-man game with Reeves and Frederick where you can tell they have several years of college basketball under their belt. Absolutely loved our guard play on Monday. Think, think Reeves will continue to develop as a secondary ball handler after Wallace and Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you don't have to get into like the total weeds of of it all because Reeves is going to have the ball in his hands. Whether he, whether Wallace and and Wheeler could be on the floor with Reeves, and there will be possessions where it looks like Reeves is quote unquote running point or have the ball in his hands in an attacking position. Uh, that they're just all really interchangeable when it comes to Calipari in the backcourt. I mean, yes, you'll have primary point guards and you'll have people that will have the ball in their hands maybe a bit more but any guard's going to find themselves in a situation where they're going to be able to attack run the show if they want to penetrate they can if they want to stay out they can if they just want to let it fly they can Reeves will be no different so um, I, I, I do agree with you I think he'll be a secondary ball handler he already is um, and I don't mind if he's got to even if he's got to play point in some instances I think you're probably always going to have Wallace or Wheeler out there with him but if there's a situation there's not, I've got total confidence in that dude being able to handle pressure, bring the ball up the court, facilitate an offense, move the ball around. So uh, he, he's he's good. That was a great grab for UK in the transfer portal. One that we all at the time were like, hmm, this is who they want? Okay. Oh, you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Once again, they, they were right. I, I just, in, in general, there's a, it's probably a good rule of thumb to uh, not jump to make quick assumptions about transfers. And Illinois State was just so bad. And the Missouri Valley isn't what it once was. You know, Wichita State's not in it anymore. Uh, Creighton's not in it anymore. You know, it's just a little... We, we did, Okay, this guy put up some really good numbers, but how good is he? Well, it turns out pretty, pretty darn good. And I knew that... Uh, I knew that that school he went to in Chicago was familiar until uh, Jimmy Dykes actually mentioned the other night, Simeon High School, home of uh, Derrick Rose. Oh, that's interesting. That's a little yeah. fun fact there. Fun little fact. Fun little fact. Let's get back to this text line. Hmm, Cold lodges are aren't even the nicest dorms on campus, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, don't think that was for our radio show, but that's true. That is that is factually true. Yeah, because they spent... Ton of money, um, and it costs a ton of money to live in those dorms too. Those dorms, much nicer than Blanding Four back in the day. Which the thing is, is I, I don't know. I exp- maybe it's just the uh, kids have different expectations now, but I expect dorms to be kind of crummy. Not like anymore. Dorms. Not not anymore. If like I, I think there's probably I, I'm sure there's some colleges, some places, but. In Kentucky, UK, U of L, I don't know about Western and some of the other schools, but I bet crappy dorms are few and far between in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Kids these days are so spoiled. I mean, when we were in college, Roush, it was probably close to like, not 50-50, but I'd say 60-40, 60% of students had kind of crappy dorms and 40% had nice ones. Maybe even higher because... We still had the old Hagen Hall and Donovan around. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 three at the back of the South Campus, I, I forget what those are called, um, but the, the, those were really the only new ones, right? I, I can't. 
Uh, there's, I think, some new, like one new one on North Campus too. Um, yeah, but there there wasn't a whole lot there ten years ago. Um, yeah, but those there. those three on the South Campus though, they were they were the bee's knees. Although now I'm sure they're probably considered like the old ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is just wild to to think about. A texter on the Thornton text line says, "Someone tell Mitch there's money in the banana stand." This will not be the last text on the Thornton's text line about Mitch Barnhart and Nil. Oh, okay, good, good. We're really going to be uh, cooking with grease here soon. Uh, cooking with oil, however you want to cook. Uh, Onyenso is going to be very important in SEC play to give Oscar a break and bang bodies with seven foot, 300 pounders and the likes of Mississippi State seem to have every year. Can't wait to watch him grow into a complete player while UK would love to see him and Oscar going 100% against each other in practice, especially because they're just so different. Um, whereas Uganda's this long, like he's just this stretched out seven footer that's a great athlete. And Oscar is this big, physical, bruising specimen that has to really play smart uh, and take his angles wisely and play with a lot of tenacity to get his rebounds in the post. So um, the, 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 they are a good uh, yin and yang down in the interior for the Kentucky basketball team. Is Mississippi State the Purdue of the SEC? No, because Purdue is they get seven foot eight guys. Yeah. Mississippi State, they're always six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pounds. Gotcha. Just a little undersized, but are going to punch you in the face while getting rebounds. And who, who besides Renardo Sydney, who else fits that bill at Mississippi State? Uh the Perry guy. Uh like just uh, when I think of Mississippi State post, I think of all of those guys. R- Reggie Perry was the most recent one. Hmm. Six foot nine forward, really physical. That was good. Interesting. Uh, I think of Venardo, who was not not big. He was. Well, like, and that was my thing. Is I always confuse Jarvis Venardo with Renardo Renardo Sydney. I just they were the same person to me. <laughs> Very different, though. <laughs> but Venardo was a really fun basketball player to like. You know, it, they could just be play, It could just be like a random SEC game and you'd watch because he was just he was such a good shot blocker yep yep and that was that was around the ad era right i think a year or two before i think i want to say maybe venardo was in that game that crazy sec championship game in 2010 when the john wall buzzer beater yeah yeah they won I uh, could be, but it could even be a year before that. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, Texer says, but I like that text. It is a good. It is a big. It's a big deal to have those two go against each other for both their games. Oscar needs to continue to improve being able to score over guys over length. There's this mm-hmm. narrative that he's like terrible against length. That's not true. He had his best game probably of his season against uh, that ginormous Western Kentucky big who was like seven foot ten. Um, he in that the game he broke Shaq's rebounding record at Rupp Arena had like twenty eight or something in that game. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, so he, and it was he, a seven for three guy. He didn't always struggle against length, and there's other examples that he had some good games against length. But it's still just I think a part of his game he needs to work on, and I do think he wants to just showcase more offense and being a little undersized. That's something he's going to have to deal with. Going against Uganda and practice every day, I'm sure, is is really, really good for him. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> no doubt about that. 
A texter says, so there were no post-game player interviews Monday? Didn't see any quotes floating around. I mean, there were. It's just not the most newsworthy stuff after a big blowout win. Yeah, they they, they talked. It was uh, Chris Livingston, Diero, and I want to say Kaysen Wallace were the three. Just nothing overly interesting to say, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can go. We've got it on the KSR YouTube channel. You can go check it out. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. When are, when are we going to get KRC on a YouTube channel? Oh, I'm I'm YouTubed out, man. You, <laughs> you got... Uh, I'm, the Rutherford Show is basically begging for it. What, to be on YouTube? Yeah. Well, then do it. It's very easy. They, uh, I guess they want their show like simulcasted on YouTube or something. Yeah, it's it's not very very difficult to do. Wow, we do uh, shots fired. I'm, I mean, I'm just like we have one uh, service that the, the the big bosses pay for. You click live, you go live. It's not not that tough. Hmm. Yeah. That when you say it like that, it sounds pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you connected up with the radio, but you know what? That's why Trevor gets paid the big bucks. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, one more text. Uh, well, you know, the next text is about nil, so we'll save that for hour two. And hour two is going to be a deep dive into UK's nil situation. Uh, we have an attainable amount of Thornton's text that I think we could get through, but I know yes. we're going to be spending a lot of time on the nil. So we shall see. We will do our best, as always. Uh, hour one. Flies by on your hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call. We're trying to catch up on the Thornton's text line. You text them in. We read them on the air. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm singing Elfira. Elfira. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Wednesday morning, text on into the Thornton's text line. Keep them coming, 502 414 1450 and we've got a lot more to read we're trying to catch up today it's a good day to do such uh, because it's kind of quiet for for uk athletics at least in terms of basketball you, you know they play friday right i'm so out of sorts yep okay yep. yeah uh ever since the 6 30 debacle on monday i've just i've been a little bit i've been a little bit hesitant and i blame it on the stupid poster not having the schedule because they couldn't finalize the schedule for so long. So it's not my fault. It's UK's fault. Uh, I've got that schedule. Schedule poster without a schedule. I've got it in my office, Roush. It's very easy. I normally can memorize the games, at least the week, the games for that week, and usually even further in advance. But now I don't have it. So it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. So they play Friday against Duquesne. Should be a good time. I think uh, probably should be a big win for Kentucky, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about that Friday. We'll talk about Vanderbilt, Kentucky, 
on Saturday, probably one of the least talked about UK SEC games I can remember since last year's game against Vanderbilt. Uh, Nobody's really discussing it, Uh, maybe because there's bigger issue, bigger fish to fry, more things to discuss, more things to talk about, but nobody's really talking about the Commodores. They will be without their quarterback, just as an update. Uh, they, They think that he will be back at some point this season, but it will not be on Saturday. So I, if that's good news, I, I guess it's good news. It's, if it's bad news, then it's bad news. I, I don't know what to make of that, Roush. I don't know too much about Vanderbilt. I haven't really watched them since, I think, the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, when they uh, hit my over win total for the year. Got three yeah, we, wins, so uh, ahead of schedule in the Carkley turnaround. We, we were in a bad spot needing football when we were watching Vandy back back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the guy who got him those wins, uh, at least the first two, he's he's the one who's going to be starting on Saturday. Mike Wright uh, runs around, uh, can make some creative plays, ad lib a little bit. But he, uh, I don't know, I, he's not the future, and and that's what they think they have in the Swan kid, who's a true freshman that was playing well. Um, you know, they weren't scoring a lot, but he was putting up some pretty good numbers. He had 1,200 yards and I want to say something like uh, 10, 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. So he wasn't making a ton of mistakes either, despite not having a lot of talent there. So he'd been performing well for him, but is going to be out for the Kentucky game. I know um, Kentucky fans always fear the dreaded backup quarterback, but in this case, it does feel like it's okay. This backup quarterback, He's been a starter before. We saw him last year. He's going to do some backup quarterback-like things in the way that he uses his legs to evade the pressure um, and make some kind of silly plays. But I don't think it's it, – it, it, Kentucky's defense should be good enough that it shouldn't be a, a backup comes in and saves the day. He's going to do some crazy backup stuff, just enough to be frustrating, but not actually be that good. Do you think he's going to do any crazy backup stuff? Uh, Yeah. Do you think this is a not that they haven't seen this dude several times already, but is this a good test for a Malik Cunningham? Just who they'll see two weeks later? Is this like a hey, you know, we got Georgia, we'll switch up styles here against the Bulldogs? But when you play Louisville, just think back two weeks, the containment we played in that game against Vanderbilt, similar concept. Is that could you at least make a case for that or no? You can, but you've already done that against a much better player in Anthony Richardson. Uh, and I know that was that feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. Um, but I, what, what is fascinating, though, is that the next two teams are really going to show you how much Malik Cunningham can do because, I, you know, I joke about the ACC just being a garbage football conference quite often on this show here. But they're, they're playing some good de- – NC State and Clemson, they, they know how to play defense. We know – um, based on the ratings that Clemson's defense is not as good as Kentucky's, um, as we reminded Scoots' brother yesterday. But Cunningham, he's he Satterfield said yesterday that he's going to play through uh, that that hand injury. That they, he, I don't think he said it was a broken hand, but it's supposed to be a broken hand. So uh, we're, Kentucky will have plenty of tape for Cunningham uh, ahead of that game uh, on Thanksgiving Saturday. Which TJ is it? Is it just me, or I know that this is how calendars, dates work, but is Thanksgiving earlier than normal this year? I feel like Halloween ends and, like, boom, I'm already making my Thanksgiving plans. It's a quick turnaround. Well, we talked about just how busy everybody gets these last two months. Uh, We had to text each other to try to, like, schedule out a lunch 
for the for the for the Big X launch, trying to figure out a date. Which I don't even did Scoots ever even agree to it or no? I agreed. Yeah, I said I think I could make that happen. Although it was weird because you all, the first text I got in that text chain was USA plays at two question mark and nothing about a date. So I was ultra hmm. confused for a while. Hmm. That likely story. I'll show you my texts. I'll screenshot it, send it over to you. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe you were napping at the time, Mr. Napsity. I mean, if you if you're napping, then you still receive text messages to your phone. Yeah, I don't, but that, I don't know. Like, if that's you know. not a. So Roush sent a text and said, "What do we think of Monday of Thanksgiving week? World Cup game is at two that day." Yeah, and I didn't get that. Scooch texted and said, "What day?" Yeah, I did not get that first text. So, anyways, we're gonna, you know, we could we could turn it into a big KRC party if we wanted to. Um, we're all gonna watch the World Cup game together that Monday, and we need to let Dugan and Trevor know. We let Mike Rutherford know, but he he wouldn't show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'll be fun. That's you know we talked about it this summer, and we talked about it like we've we've talked about this topic a couple times now. But absolutely ticks me off. I was I was trying to think of radio appropriate words. I've been doing this too long to be so tongue tied to not say a, a cuss word. But uh, it really ticks me off that the world cups in the winter, it ticks me off that it's so in Qatar. The whole thing was just an absolute complete and total disaster. And when we talked about it in the summer, we said all this, like we said that like the stinks, it is, it is what it is, but it stinks. But we made the case that like, but it'll be a sports bonanza and you're going to have football and you'll have college basketball and you'll have the NFL and you have the world cup. And while I don't know, like, I guess maybe I need to fast forward two weeks and see how it goes. But it's just too much. It's too much. And for something as big as the World Cup, it should get a lot more attention than there's going to be times, Roush, where there's going to be a World Cup game on. And I'm going to be like, eh, you know, Kansas is playing basketball. It's kind of a fun out of conference game. I'm probably going to watch this college basketball. Or there's going to be like an NFL game on or a college football game on. And I'm going to be like, yeah, do I really care about Ecuador that much? I'm probably not. Where in the summer, I will watch every World Cup game if it's on. Like, if there's a game on, I'll have it on in the background. And now, I'm just not going to, unless it's USA, I'm just probably not going to care too much. And that's sad. Right, right. Especially when it's typically the middle of the afternoon sports. We love good, random, workday sports to have on in the background. And this is perfect for it. The World Cup is perfect for it. Um, but I mean, during feast week, I'm probably going to prefer to have the Maui Invitational on versus some random soccer game. It's just it that that's it is what it is. Uh, did you see that? Set Blatter got uh, he's finally speaking publicly after he was exonerated, or he 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 did not get acquitted, or whatever. He he got off the hook criminally for being a crook, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I." I just really felt the pressure to having Cutter, and then, you know, it's weird. The, the French were really putting it on me. Then Cutter bought twelve billion dollars worth of airplanes from the French right after that, huh? It's like, oh, you mean so? Like, think, yeah. think, that Blatter for finally speaking out. Loser. It's just it was like this is just a good reminder to like the general public, to us common folks, if something. 
stinks. It's it it's it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. If so, you know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, probably a duck. Just a good reminder of like the probably the, Howard the duck, the the rich and the elite, where it's you know just kind of different ball game. Even when it comes to deciding World Cup host sites, and we all knew it. Like you're like going to where? I didn't even I didn't, had never even heard of that place. And then you hear about like literally them shipping in slaves to co- compete, complete their infrastructure to get ready for the World Cup. And you're like, okay, well maybe you know this this whole thing seemed rotten to begin with, but maybe this could be the a just cause to pull. Nope, nope, no, no. Yeah, yep. just turn another eye to it. And then it was like, yeah, trust me. Yeah, there may be a couple things, a sp- couple speed bumps with this. But once they get there, you guys are going to be impressed. The hospitality is going to be amazing. And then now each team has to send out like letters where it's like, no homosexuality could be punished by prison. No, like, do not talk to a woman when she's with another man. Like, they're having to send out all these cultural right. things, and it's just like drink what? only in this spot at this time of the day. Yeah. It's, it's like, wait, soccer is all like that's. How do you watch it without getting boozed up before? Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a joke. Nightmare. But Nightmare. the fact that it's a, and worst of all though is the fact that because you know having the World Cup in a desert probably going to make it hot certain times of the year. They had to move it to the winter to make sure the temperatures were a little bit more sustainable. And now, now I'm going to be watching college basketball over the world cup. So also, could they not have just waited till January once football's dying down? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make it the winter, you're making it. God, I do. I do. I do smile at the idea that the, like the world cup soccer, the biggest, most watched event in the world would be like, Yes, but we've got the college football in America, so we push it to January. <laughs> like, you know, they're not going to do that just for us, but in a perfect world, no, yeah. They should, though. They I should. mean, Maxion. <laughs> yeah, you got Maxion. Maxion right now. I don't want to watch Italy. Did it, Italy. Italy's not in it, right? Right, they're not in it. Wales is in it. Losers. America place. Yeah, so anyways, we may do something for that first game if anybody wants to take off. It's Thanksgiving week. Nobody's going to be working anyways. Come on. Yeah. Who are we kidding yeah. ourselves? It does seem like it's a little earlier this year, though. I mean, yeah. it's the 24th, I it's the 24th, which I guess like, is early. Can't. I don't know if it can be earlier. It might be the earliest it can possibly be. But you know what? I'm not really sure how calendars work. I do know... How the Thorns text line works, though. 502-414-1450. Very simple concept. You text in. Mm-hmm. We read it on the air. It's kind of similar to you downloading the Thorns Refreshing Rewards app before you go to Thorns. Check out all the deals you got. I got a 10 cents off on my gas coming up. Uh, they just, uh, deals are everywhere. It's a, it's a true bonanza. So check it out right now. Thorns Refreshing Reward app. And here on the Thornton Sex one, somebody says, is the football team so sloppy this year because the coaches are having to do nil by themselves? I, I don't know if that's being sarcastic or not. Um, I don't think it is. But um, there is, uh, behind the scenes, there is a, a seemingly a lack of infrastructure with the Mark Stoops' program. Since like Dan Brezowitz did a lot of this stuff that kept everything on, and since he's been gone, I don't think they've really had somebody step into that chief of staff role. 
And that person would be playing, uh, should be playing, I should say, a, a big part in nil, and they just they don't have one. I get it. There are people that are like really good at their jobs for specific reasons. That I don't think I'm breaking any news to anybody with that. Sandy Bell, shout out, what's up? But like they let, let me do. I I can I'll do it. Like how you know how do they not have somebody that can take care like fill fill his shoes? See, and they do, but it's also a lot of people that are around our age and don't have as much experience uh, in, in just doing administration stuff at this sort of level. And I also think there's a bit of a learning curve, right? When you're, when you're doing something as brand new as this is. Um, but there, there's a, I've always gotten the sense that you, you can't ever have too many staffers. Uh, oh, oh yeah, for sure. I, and I, I think the staff has talked about that before, just wanting to get more people into the program just to help out. Um, I've talked with somebody that does some 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 video work at another at another school, another college football program, and that's it's the the place that he's at, kind of small potatoes. But he was saying that like that's what every coach in the college football ranks is talking about. Like the places with the biggest staffs are going to be able to tackle nil better than other places because it almost turns into like personal hotel concierges that like, you know, I will take care of these for these players. I'll reach out to these people for these players. And then, and then I think the texture's point, there is a ripple effect to that where like coaches can get freed up to do this, that, or the other. I don't think it's as black and white as that text necessarily paints, but there's truth to the fact that the, there's there's no limits on staffs, right, Roush? In terms of like administration roles inside yeah, the football yeah. program, it's you can have as many as you want. And guess what, folks? The the places that are dominating football have the biggest budgets. They have the most support staff, and they're doing the best at nil. That's just the that's the cold hard truth of the matter. And Kentucky's not doing that. Yeah, and I think some of it comes back to to leadership let's let's read a let's read another text here on the thorns text because then we can kind of get into some more stuff matt's nil comments were pretty damning those are concerns coming directly from the coaching staff won't blame stoops one bit for bouncing if our nil failure seem see some of these elite freshmen leave so if if, if you didn't see his uh tower summarized the the kind of bullet points uh on the website yesterday of what matt said if you didn't hear it the long and short of it is there's there's too many roadblocks, not enough organization, and it could cost Kentucky. The 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 thing that I see as a as a bigger picture nil problem. Uh, he alluded to a bunch of freshmen potentially, like if they leave, it's because of nil. Which I would say, yeah, of course, if anybody does anything, it's because of nil. I don't think necessarily all of those guys are looking for. Uh, to see where their best deal is to go somewhere else. I, I don't think that's the case. But if you, you do have an awesome, really young, talented football team, and if guys leave, it's th- this might be the first time that UK could get hit hard by the transfer portal, losing a rising star because they're just not getting paid enough and they can get paid more elsewhere. Um, that that could be a reality that Kentucky faces. There's no doubt about it. Where I see the 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 bigger picture problem is that the coaching carousel is already turning and the biggest move made 
as far as hires has been this Auburn athletic director, John Cohen, who previously worked for Mitch Barnhart. Um, he was a baseball coach at Kentucky. He leaves, goes to his alma mater, coaches the baseball program there at Mississippi State, becomes the athletic director at his alma mater. And he decides to leave his alma mater to go into the middle of a hornet's nest at Auburn. Auburn is just, uh, it, it's, it's, it's the days of our lives. That place is crazy. It's nuttier than a payday. And yet he's willing to go there and deal with all of those self-interested boosters who all want to see what, I, I just, I can't imagine the headaches that he's willing to go through. All because he knows that whoever he hires to be their next coach is sitting on one of the biggest pots of nil money in the country. Nil money is going to determine where coaches go, where administrators go. And for the longest time, we thought that Mark Stoops would only leave if he had some sort of connection uh, to a place, a place like Iowa. Or maybe it's a place like Ohio State where you, you can wake up and you can just recruit right out of your backyard. And you can get the best of the best without even trying. Well, now there are more places like that because of name, image, and likeness. You can recruit a lot of these guys, despite the lack of fan support, at places like Miami, in spite of early failed successes, you can do all that because of name, image, and likeness. And what I fear is that Mitch Barnhart, we could, we, when he was fixing things 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you could easily point to facilities, TJ, right? Like those are very tangible. The recruiting room picture. The old famous, infamous picture of a projector on the wall with a bunch of tables around. That's clearly not going to compete with the rest of the SEC where they've got sliding boards and they've got these awesome locker rooms, these giant cold tubs. You knew you had to, to upgrade there. It was very clear that Kentucky was behind. I fear that just Kentucky can get that far behind again by doing nothing. When everybody else is like, you have to be able to keep up with the Joneses, and uh, they they just aren't right now. They just aren't. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's concerning. Uh, this was what we talked about as potentially being like a quote unquote great equalizer, if you will. And while I didn't think that it was necessarily a platform for Kentucky to be getting top five classes. I hate saying it, but like, look at U of L. The U of L football program has been in the absolute gutter. It's been in a ditch, and they're going to potentially pull in a top twenty class at, at worst, probably a top thirty class, all because of nil, all because their school embraced nil, and they mm -hmm. caught a little bit of fire there, getting like the Adidas quarterback coach's son to commit and having some some connections there with that. It, but and he's been able to kind of head up their efforts so they, they've had one guy to just really lean on whereas that uk helps. that helps there's not really a point person a point collective it's just kind of well we have this and we have that but there's not a kind of central okay this is where we need to focus our efforts on um like at some of the other schools like you have at tennessee and you have at auburn yeah and you're just seeing out of like louisville just made that forget about program results forget about win losses they just embraced this new avenue of college athletics 
and they're going to have some sort of payoff, some sort of payoff. And the thing is, they're not even having a year that their fan base is overly enthusiastic about. Now they're on a winning streak now, and I think some fans are starting to buy back in a little bit with things. But this was what we discussed when Nil was – not to toot our own horn because I know we weren't the only ones discussing this sort of stuff, but like this is what we talked about in this world of Nil, and it's why we wanted Kentucky to make us feel more warm and fuzzy inside – and it was weird how it all played out with UK over the last two years. It was because like we, you would have the alarm sounded a lot of times by us where we would be like, hmm, are, are, is Kentucky keeping up or are, are we sure this is going to be good? And then, Roush, it almost seems like it'd either be like one news article or like one athletic article. I'm not, I'm not blaming Kyle Tucker, just using an example. There'd be a news story. Maybe you'd have one press conference, one coach, maybe the one of the rare times Mitch Barnhart would talk, and everybody would just exhale. You'd hear enough to say, like, oh, okay, so it's not the – like, it's – we're doing all right here. That's fine. And then, you know, six months would go by, and you'd start to say, like, hey, what's Kentucky doing with nil? You'd start to hear some rumblings from coaches potentially or – you'd miss out on a recruit or maybe it was during Louisville's hot streak of recruiting. You'd say, you'd start to get those feelings back of like, is Kentucky up to date with nil or is everything going all right here? And then you'd get a quote, you'd get a story. Mitch Barnhart may say something. You'd have a coach say something and we'd exhale and we'd say like, okay, all right. So it's not the end of the world, but we never really had anything concrete Roush. You never really had anything definitive. It was only once the alarm w- was sounded that you just have somebody write something or say something or do something that would just get us to feel warm and warm and fuzzy enough where it's like, all right, I don't feel amazing about this, but I guess it's not the end of the world if you have Stoop saying this or if you have Cal saying this or if you have UK landing so many great freshmen in basketball. It can't be that bad, right? But I think now we're at a crossroads where we realize – that while I said that I, I didn't think it was going to be like a magic fix and Kentucky was going to be playing for college football playoffs, is anybody is it a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, that Tennessee has been dominating the nil game and after just absolutely getting embarrassed by Alabama over the better part of the last two decades, they beat them and they're going to go to a college football playoff? Is that a coincidence? I, I didn't think it was going to be able to happen necessarily this fast or maybe be this drastic, but let's not act like Tennessee was necessarily knocking on the door to this. They were right at the same footing that Kentucky had. They were at the same spot Kentucky was, and we we liked UK's spot better. We liked Kentucky's spot better going into this season. And because Tennessee has invested in nil, they're in a really good spot. I, you know, I don't think it's not, you, it's partially Hooker's been a really great quarterback for them. I know it's not totally nil related, but I find it hard to be a coincidence. And again, all you got to look at is Louisville. They're a team that's not even really knocking down any doors. They're not getting any national attention. But inside their program, they embrace nil, and it's there's going to be a payoff. And we have nothing concrete to make us feel like this is going to get improved that it's going, it's moving in the right direction. It's going to be better. There's a mass confusion around the entire thing, and it would be in, in Mitch Barnhart's best interest to take some questions from reporters and media and ideally have actual good answers, clear, transparent, concrete answers 
and instead of the normal Mitch Barnhart filibuster in his own press conferences. Yeah. Well, that? Is there anything that you disagreed with? Anything that I was wrong about? No, it, I, I just, I just, I just wonder if he understands, if he understands that he has to set his own personal feelings aside for the success of the program. Like, cause that, that's really what it comes down to because as much as he wants to support athletes, he sees throwing a bunch of money in a collective to get players as a, an evil, but I, that's just, that's what, it's how the game is going to be played. So I just, I just wonder if he's going to be able to set any of that, those feelings aside and, and provide any source of clear answer about it that would satisfy anybody. Cause I just, I just don't know if he's, he's up for it. Uh, if he believes that he'll, I don't know if what it happens the right way, but at least like take your hand off the steering wheel enough to, let somebody else like okay you have my blessing just you go do it uh, i don't have to see it sort of deal um i know a lot of it too is mitch just letting jmi kind of be jmi and they're they're just causing a lot of headaches for everybody involved right now so it, it's I, i'm not sure what exactly his best thing moving forward to, would be because what you need is somebody who's not like Mitch Barnhart to do all this. You need a kind of carnival barker, somebody who's going to you know, eat, say all the right things and do all of the right things to encourage people to to make nil happen. And he has that's that's never that's always been his weakness. What was it that that line that Pat Forty had, where you know he's just kind of cowering in the corner? I don't know. I, I, uh, block, blocked by Pat Forty. He he had some sort of line about that. Like Nil is very much the opposite of what Mitch Barnhart is, and so I just don't I don't think that those two compute. And I don't know if he can give any sort of answers publicly that would be reassuring, unless he started making regular statements publicly to encourage more people to. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot to digest there. I, I think that I think that's true. That like. An athletic director needs to be excited about all this, but they need to probably delegate and have, you know, pass it off. Like you need to have a nil department. You just, you do. And you need to probably not be shy about it. Say like the university of Kentucky has created a nil department. It's staffed by so-and-so handpicked by the athletic director. And it's going to cost more money for the university, but it's something that needs to be done because it's its own entity in its own right. And an athletic director should be overseeing it, just like they oversee other programs and coaches and whatnot. But it, it's probably too much for an athletic director day-to-day to have to deal with. So have other people handle it. Kentucky, first and foremost, needs to do that. Uh, on on top of, of that, I wish that you would have Barnhart... With the JMI stuff, I, I don't know the contract, and I wish Barnhart would be a little bit more clear about it, but it, it may just all be mumbo-jumbo to us to begin with. But one thing I'm, I'm not going to blame on JMI is that like, it should be easy for a business, for an individual, to just donate money to a nil-blanket umbrella 
something yeah. that they know is going to UK and and really it should be as specific as they want it to be. Trust me, uh, St. X, UK, the university, they ask me for money all the time. They get very detailed with it. Um, like, do you want to send it to this department? Do you want to send it to this? Do you want to send it to that? If they can do it for their donations, then I'm sure UK Athletics can be as specific as they want. So you can say, hey, you can get on a monthly plan, $25 to UK football directly. Hey, become a silver member and send in $50 monthly to UK football, and we'll send you a new bracelet each and every month or something along those lines. You can get some plans. People know what I'm talking about. You can do some packages. That's that stuff should already have happened. And this is stuff that we talked about that UK needed to be rolling with it and, and running. And I don't think necessarily it's too late now, but it's getting late. It's getting late where you're gonna just get totally bypassed where it's gonna you're gonna be too far behind. So uh I there 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 are easy and simple fixes. I don't think JMI can be blamed for everything. UK should just have an easy system in place where people can donate money. Forget about like I get it. If you want somebody to have to broadcast or do a commercial with the athlete, I, I understand there may be some contract things with JMI and UK. And UK probably probably just bad timing with when they signed that JMI contract versus the future of nil. You wish you could renegotiate those things and get it a little bit more player friendly so you could bring in more people. Um, JMI seems to be a little over controlling, but forget about commercials and forget about big businesses. Although those things are very important, um, I'm just talking about the individual fan that just wants to donate a few bucks here and there. Like that stuff should just be elementary. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't be too difficult to do. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> What's um, what... for a break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. And then we'll wrap up the show with more text. Yeah, bad, bad segment there for the Thornton's text line, but a good segment for venting about Mitch Barnard. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick oh, Rout, Justin Gale. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Jacob, what do you got? Oh, I was just going to say, I have hemorrhoids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So put on your saris. It's time to celebrate Diwali. Everybody looks so jolly, but it's not Christmas. Out, out on that Diwali. clip. We gotta, we gotta Everybody either scratch it or what, we gotta what? around a little bit. Oh man, I love yeah. that. No, it's a great clip. Like I love the audio, but you cannot go into an office scene that isn't that scene. Like what? Oh, I see what you mean there. Like going from one, right? Yeah, right. You, I mean, why would you play the Dewali? Du- 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 that was so. that was Jacob's. That was Jacob's call. This this is the, I believe this was the first clip that he made or the first rejoin that he made. That was his request last night when we were out to dinner. He was like, "I want the hemorrhoids clip one one time this week." I was like, <laughs> I, right. love, "I love the I love Jacob's part in that, but it needs to go into the office actual audio of it." That I mean, that's that's radio broadcasting well, or, one right there. 
or just them singing like an office song, like just like the office. Yeah, just uh, yeah, that, I, I can I mean, get that, with you there. That, that would be better too, but that's just a that's a totally out of the blue clip. To play. <laughs> the the Wally. It's what the guy wanted. <laughs> well, so you didn't eat at this uh, wing establishment. I did not. Night? No. Nope. Did, no did any of the boy? Did any of the boys? Nope. Did you pick up their beers? Heck no. Scoot. I was I was a college student once. I had to pay for my own stuff. No, I didn't pick up their tabs. I thought you were going to say I was a college student once. So Although, I know like you know how much it means to have an adult pick up the pick up a beer or two. Yeah, but I'm an adult that works at a radio station, so I'm not like loaded over here. Well, I thought you won the lottery. That was years ago. 6 years ago. I, I'm only kidding. Although I uh, should have picked up their tab because it was only like $11 combined. So way to make me feel like a jerk. Yeah, real big jerk. Uh, it's not me making you feel that way. Well, I guess myself. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm all right with you not picking up their beers, Scoots. You know, they only, they only help out our radio show who, you, you know, they can pay for their own. They, they can afford it. Sack left like a 60% tip, so... They they got money. <laughs> Why are you looking to see how much the sack pack tips? His bill was like three eighteen. He just gave him a five and said keep it. So sixty oh, percent tip. <laughs> <laughs> Great math there. A little under. Oh man. All right, let's continue with the Thornton yeah. text line, but I want to tell you about our friends at Shady Rays. The best sunglasses on the planet, a Kentucky company for UK fans. ShadyRays.com. Use promo code BIGX at checkout. Get 25% off. Any order is going to help feed hungry people all throughout this great country. And anytime you order, you're going to get some, some guarantees and some promises. 30 days. If you don't like your sunglasses, you send them back. Money back. Easy peasy. For If you do like them and you have them for a while, they break them, you lose them, they're stolen, or you just want the same sunglasses resent to you, you pay an ever so small processing fee. You get your order resent to you, boom, basically a two-for-one situation. What more do you need to hear? Go to their website. You'll be impressed with their selection. Perfect for holiday seasons, perfect for gifts, perfect for just like, you know, kind of you, you want to get something for coworkers, but you don't necessarily want to break the bank. Shady Rays, it's the way to go. And then they do those little like special $15 sunglasses where it's kind of like a mystery pair. Uh, those are always fun, so be on the lookout for that on their website. ShadyRays.com. All right, what what text are we on next? Um, I did just next? want to bring up uh, Kentucky's in the college football playoff rankings. So, woohoo! They 100% should be. They should be in every ranking. They should be closer to like 20th than the back end of the 25, but at least the college football playoff rankings got it right. They've lost two games to teams that are in the top 11 of the college football rankings, and then the other game, they didn't have their starting quarterback. What are we doing here, folks? But, um, they have a much better resume than plenty of other teams on on that. Just it's it's good. Three times in five years, Kentucky's in these rankings, which means that they're doing something right at the end of this season. That's that's where you want to be in the top twenty-five in November. It's a good point. So, um, uh, and you know, the pandemic year. year was wonky as is. Right, right, yeah, that was yeah, wonky is one way to put it. Um, one texture says, "I saw a capper bet plus sixteen on Bellarmine. Is that seriously the line? So." Maybe getting it alone. No, I thought it was the line, too, um, because I had a friend text me that it was plus 16. 12 and a half. 12 oh, and I'm, half. I'm showing nine and a half. 
That seems too high. Um, I was kind of hoping we were going to be in the studio today so I could bet it. I'm going to have to make my way over to Indiana town. But, yeah, I'm probably going to take Bellerman. Hey, Scoots, if you if you find any player props on L. Ellis, take all the overs. Okay. And and it's nine and a half, by the way, is what it's showing for me. Nine and Whoa, a half. Whoa. So yeah. it's, coming, it's coming down. All the money's coming in on the Knights. Smart. Yeah, it's yeah. nine and a half on DraftKings. I checked before the show. Twelve and a half was on Vegas Insider. That's crazy. I still would go with uh I still would go with Bellerman cover and nine and a half. Louisville shouldn't be a double digit favorite over anybody. I think U of I would pick U of L to win a very close game. I just think they're gonna be probably a little too athletic for Bellerman. Bellerman lost a lot of talent and especially their athletic pieces, but they're well coached, they're disciplined. That's more than U of L can say at this juncture. And uh, but I, I think U of L's athleticism, size, length, that'll probably win the day. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No who player knows? props. We'll see. Not yet, at least, Scoots. I'll keep an eye out. Game's not for over 12 hours. Uh, Texter says, TJ, sounds like you listen to KSR considering your tweets on the state of nil. Welcome aboard, pal. Such a stupid text from the Plumley bro, unfortunately. First off, I admit that I listen to all radio shows throughout town when I'm driving from appointments to appointments. I did happen to hear Matt's comments. I thought he nailed them. But I don't, I don't listen enough. I don't listen to the entire show, so I can't, you know, there, there are things. Pretty much any time Tom Hart says something kind of weird on the broadcast, I just assume it's a KSR inside joke. I don't know, because there's so much stuff that my wife was, like, nudging me the other day. She's like, what is he talking about? I was like, I don't, I don't know. But he does a lot of, like, little funny bits with the KSR, so I bet they're probably doing something with that. Um, but secondly, I thought, I thought he was spot on, and it's stuff that we've been saying, and Thirdly, while I was such a dumb text, Plumley bro, is you. We have been talking nil forever. We so like we, you know, we've been we've been aboard. Unless you're talking about being aboard the KRC, the KSR mm. listening train. Which, in case I've said, I will tune in to them. I'll tune in to. Uh, Sweeney had an actual interesting topic the other day. Roush, would you take UK's offense today or the Lynn Bowden offense? I thought that was actually a pretty good radio topic, one that I heard. Uh, Lynn Bowden offense. I think I would, too. It's just a sure thing, you know? Like, that dude was just getting, at worst, like four yards. Yeah, and it was just hilarious that you were doing it to the teams you were doing it against, and you're probably... You, like, I feel like there's just a higher four where right now, I mean, the Lynn Bowden offense was scoring almost 30 points a game, and Man. the defense now was much better than it was in 2019, so... Totally agree. Ah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, but my goodness, Matt says we're in jeopardy of losing Stoops. Brown, Key, Walker, if UK doesn't do something, said boosters have their wallets ready to pay, and Mitch is just saying, nah, we're good. It's not Christian enough. He didn't say that. Roadblocks <laughs> everywhere. What a freaking dumb loser. Mitch Barnhart is such an idiot, and the hopes of being good in the future are slowly going away. I'll, I'll say this, though, that, like, it – Kentucky, unfortunately, probably will lose an important player from time to time in the world of transferring immediately in the world of nil. It probably will happen. UK hasn't lost a really meaningful transfer for, since Bidette. But when that happened, I was like, oh, no, it's probably going to happen more commonly. It has not. That's been good. So if they lose one, you know, you put your hand up and you're mad about it, you're frustrated about it, I, I would be and I will be. If they lose more than one, that that ain't a nil thing. It ain't a UK like that's a that's on the coaching staff. 
you got to make these people feel at home. You got to tell them the right things. Uh, I, you know, money talks. I understand that, but I feel like there's enough nil going on at UK that you could make a couple people happy. I just think it's an overall indictment of where things stand. But if they lose more than one, I'm not going to just give them like a nil pass. I'm going to be pretty frustrated with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But that that, that was a, a funny summation though of. <laughs> <laughs> of what they said. Um, Texture says, Duquesne had a guard go 6-6 six six from deep in a 30-point blowout win. In the game, they were only favored by three. Should be a good test for Wallace and the team. One thing I do like about, another thing I like, one thing I like about Wallace, another thing I like about Wallace and this team, Reeves, especially Frederick, especially Ugana, especially uh, the arrow, I think can fall in this cat. They like, they go out there like they have something to prove. And that's not just because they've played one game. You saw it in the exhibition games as well. You saw it a little bit, even in the blue white game from time to time. But I, I like that. Like there's a cool factor to Kentucky and there's a cool factor to basketball. And sometimes that can I'm sound probably like a super old man here. Sometimes that can bleed over to these garbage games where it's just like, how up are they getting for them? And I, again, I know it was the first game of the season. You should get up for that. But like I said, it was that way for the exhibition games too. I don't really worry about them laying too many stinkers, Roush, because I think they're just, I think their effort is going to be too great. Where like, yeah, they could have a bad 10 minute stretch. They could even probably have a bad half. It'll happen. Uh, it's not impossible. They could have a, just a bad game where shots aren't falling. But I don't think they're going to, we have to worry about this team getting upset by a mid major just because I think you mix in the talent with how hard they play. It, I'm not too worried that Duquesne or any of these bad teams or quote-unquote bad teams are going to trip them up. I'm sure that somebody would say, well, they did lose to St. Peter's last yeah, year. Yeah, but that's but, a different team. Yeah, it is a different team. Much, much different team. And they were, you know, obviously I think injuries played a role, but they should have never lost to St. Peter's regardless. Uh, but I, I just enjoy, you know, they, they seem like they all – are competing for minutes, competing for fan love, you know, whatever it is, probably for minutes. Um, they're all out there playing really hard. And they were even playing really, you know, was it Jacob Toppin that dove near the scores table with like four minutes left in the game the other night? Yeah, that, those are cool things to see from a team. A uh, texter said, the worst part of the nil situation is seeing Tennessee and Louisville fans cheering it on. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. As somebody who frequents some other message boards too, like the Auburn ones, it's just like, God, yeah, this sucks. Everybody's kind of pointing and laughing at us. And and I think the worst part of it is, TJ, is that it has to be a big public show to try to get anything done, right? Like, Matt's not doing all of this, and we aren't putting a bunch of stuff on KSR if it's not, like, if if, if, if that's, it, it, it's the only way to really go about it because behind the scenes, things are not going the way they should be done. Yeah, and another thing that, like, added on to all this that I don't, I think we're all on the same page that something needs to be done and things need to be addressed. But part of the, like, the football team has cried wolf so much. And I hate, you know, I think that comment's going to probably tick some people off, but that's okay. Like, with job offers from other schools, with like, oh, you, he may actually leave this year. You got, you're going to need to pay him. And then they made such a stink about like the basketball comments and, how it's going to hurt recruiting and stuff like that, that I hope that people don't take these nil complaints less serious because just they have cried wolf so often. Um, and, and maybe, and I, I wouldn't doubt to 
to the slightest that some of this is being exaggerated a little bit or it's maybe not actually as bad as everybody's letting on. But I, I do just feel like the stakes are too high to risk it. So it's like, okay, if they, if, 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 they're, if they are exaggerating a little bit and they're being a little extreme, that is what it is. But UK cannot afford to have this progress go backwards. UK, it has been a slow climb, but it's been a climb and it's been a lot of fun, but they cannot afford to take steps backwards. So uh, if people aren't happy with the nil, then they need to be made happy. They need to have their concerns eased. And we have no faith in the athletic director doing any of those things. So that's another interesting dynamic to all this. Uh, Kirby is very mad at the mayoral election results. Just can't comprehend why Louisville would want to continue on our path. I guess majority don't ever go near downtown. But until someone enforces laws, we're going to continue to be a joke of a city. 250 employees that get harassed had to step over human feces and assault a daily downtown, and that's how we went to operate. Big L for us, boys. Finding like hell to move out of downtown, but it's sad we are okay with the state we are in. I would add, Kirby, that like Greenberg's somebody new, though. And I get it that you're going to have some similarities between him and Fisher for plenty of reasons. But I'm, I'm willing to give him a fair shake, Kirby. The people of Louisville spoke. That's democracy, which, by the way, the Democrats that are like democracy is on the ballot. Democracy is not having one option. And if your option doesn't go the way you want, that means that democracy is dead. Democracy is multiple options, and it's also losing. Um, Kirby, while the person accepting that I've your loss. it's and accepting your loss, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, Kirby, while I didn't go, I, the, the person that I voted for didn't win. I'm, you know, what we, we, we lost. More people wanted the other guy. And uh, we got to give him a fair shake. We got to give him a yeah. chance. We get behind him and, and hope that Louisville improves as a city. That's the way this stuff works. Big right wing Roush lost too. Uh, I, I even voted for Deer. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, that's that's what they're calling me, right wing Roush. There, there is a little sense of just like this is more national politics talk. That like, gosh, you know, the the country and inflation and all this stuff's going on, and you. A lot of Democrats still won. Uh, if they if they could survive all this, it's it really does make you wonder. Uh, Texter says, with us not having a QB or running back in the recruiting class, where do we go from here? You all got any names of who else is out there? Didn't we answer that yesterday? I think so. Uh, transfer portal. It'll it'll happen. Uh, what's up with Rex Chapman saying UK only cares about white rural fans? I don't know. Uh, Rex is just he, he tweets some things. He's lost it. That dude is a total loser. Total and complete loser. Um, it, it, it borders on like, is he okay sort of deal? So you don't want to be too mean, but assuming he is okay, goodness gracious. Uh, what, a, what a jerk. I thought it was really cool the way UK students and, you know, faculty and other people around the community rallied around the, uh, the woman who was assaulted both verbally yeah. and physically. Uh, that was a cool, cool move by the UK students just showing they've got her back. Uh, I wonder what Rex Chapman would say about that. Yeah, very awesome. And the speech she gave to uh, in front of the media and the cameras, that was powerful. So uh, kudos to her. I'm sure that took a lot of strength to be able to stand up there and do that. So uh, Just use the call-in line, you idiots. It's the greatest thing that only Big X offers. Yeah, use the call-in line. 563-999-3250. Hudak Catsman uh, is 100% right. David Toughskin Stevens, a defense alignment. Thank you, Texter. Thank you, Hudak Catsman. Uh, Robert says, as soon as TJ began complaining about the commercials playing in the middle of segments, the commercial began playing in the middle of segment. The irony. Robert, yeah, you just call a number. Seriously, I, I don't know how that works. But they're listening to us. Trevor, town in California, Gree T Town, that would be. 
Hmm. Can you explain why Rutherford Show thinks it's a hot take to say Cal wouldn't have got Wall and them if he wasn't already recruiting them? What? I guess they're saying that they, if he hadn't already been recruiting them to Memphis, they would he wouldn't have followed them to Kentucky. Wall, one hundred percent incorrect. Wall. Like, you know, they had to basically restart the recruitment once he came to Kentucky, and a lot of people still thought he was going to go to Miami. Um, so that's like, not true about Wall. You can make a case maybe with Cousins, but, like, does Trevor use that point as, like, Kentucky lucked into a lucky recruiting class? I mean, that's how recruiting works, though. Like, you... Yeah, you get the people. Like You get you, the coach you, that's recruiting the players. Yeah, yeah that, it just... Oh Trevor, he, everything comes back to UK. He's really got, like, a... a yeah, we'll get into it another time. A texture says, can we add in if we hear a yawn? Roush is notorious for this, but TJ is guilty too. Mm. Eh, stop. I don't yawn. Roush does it all the time, not me. Need shooters on the floor, but I worry Cal will play three bigs. Oh, Colin's stopping majority of the minutes instead of three guards. Uh, we don't have time for the John text. Wait, today is National Signings Day. DJ Day, about a week away for DJ Day. How many of you all do you think Mitch has left before Dwayne Peavy? How many years do you think Mitch has left before Dwayne Peavy is hired? Mm. Um, I don't know who would re- replace Barnhart, but I, I hope he decides to move on to something else. We're out of time. we got to get out of here. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, okay. Spend my dollar. Park in a